becomes a podcast because it gets rid of the great thing that is our our Twitter account for the I last know. two years. Our our Twitter account that we created in December of eighteen has since amassed a grand total of twelve followers. <laughs> and uh, my my favorite thing this was a while back, but when when we recorded that one episode that we never did anything with mm-hmm. and you posted the picture of us recording and Seth Reinecke realized it was an actual podcast because he thought this was a joke. <laughs> Technically at this point, it, it seems like it a joke. Kind of is. It's just like every couple months, one of us posts, um, we should start a <laughs> podcast on the Twitter. Like clockwork. <laughs> But like a, a horribly broken clock. I, it's not good at being a clock. Most clocks are right twice a day. This is right maybe a couple times a year. I feel like I should probably because I na- if if I keep this in any way name if since I name drop Seth Reinecke I should also say what he's from. Um, sure. Which is uh, Idle Curiosities is his podcast. So you should listen to it. I saw he posted a link to it, but it's, I did not listen. It's okay. It's pr- <laughs> Glowing review. <laughs> Sounds riveting. No, it's a good time. It's literally <laughs> listening to episodes of it is what got me going like, okay, Jared, and I need to actually get this going again. Right. Like um, if somebody else can do something that's okay, we can probably do something. We can do it. We okay. can make okay. Well, if other think- white guys can do it, we can do it. <laughs> there is nothing stopping us. Well, here we are. We've done exactly half an hour of research. We've struggled to get the platform working for about 15 minutes. Yep. And we've basically bullshitted about podcasting <laughs> and the podcast and our social media. And we've really gotten to no substance of what this is, why we're doing I, it. I have at least 15 so, tabs open, um, and I've only read a few of them. You've got me beat. I have eight tabs open, and my two research of them are relevant to the podcast. My Here research process initially was I just went to the Wikipedia page of the topic for today, and then I opened all the sources. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> was, so, um, Josiah. Yeah. What are you drinking? Oh yeah, I'm drinking a, a black cherry white claw. Um it's kind of a micro brew. Uh oh, uh-huh. Yeah. Local? Local. Right. Where the fuck is white claw from even? My fridge. Oh yeah. White claw search. This is super important. What I'm doing. Chicago. That's not far what from What do you me, know? Actually. It is local. It, it, it is, is local. It is a local brew. Oh wow. Yeah, what are you drinking? I'm uh I'm sitting here with an ice cold Corona Extra, no lime. <laughs> is, is that a micro brew? Also, is that um? Sure, why not? It's it's from Mexico. Well, now that uh, we've covered this riveting uh, conversation <laughs> and we've uh, established that we not only are two white we're, guys with a podcast, but also that we're, like, we drink. We drink and we're reputable sources and you should trust everything that we say. Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is a research driven scientific podcast. We have at least three degrees between us. So that's true. It's uh, um, certainly, certainly uh, 
reputable, trustworthy. Yeah, so, so I should probably formally say welcome to Very Legal, Very Cool, uh, the internet's only legal podcast. I don't know, man. I'm trying to think back from that one attempt at an episode we had. How did we explain what we were doing? Well, I think the the best way to explain Very Legal, Very Cool is that Very Legal, Very Cool is a social media performance art piece that has <laughs> evolved into the joke that it originally started as. <laughs> And this is the fruition of very legal, very cool, the social media personality of multiple years that has amassed a 12 follower army to uh, to help push our uh, whatever our message is. Yeah, and our mostly ideology. We've, we've spent a couple years just once every few months posting about how we're going to make a podcast and uh, talking mm -hmm. about that's about it. Really just yeah. we're going to make a podcast. Uh, we posted one of our passwords on here in a, in a photo. We've gotten some hate mail from our fans. <laughs> uh, we've posted stuff like that. And uh Gotten a little insight into what one of the creators looks like. Yeah, I don't think I even look like that anymore. And yeah, we've got a, a very nice drawing of a possum as our logo that I, yeah. to this day, am very proud of. It's a like good one of my picture. better one of my better works. Look, it's okay. It's there's a lot of history to this podcast. You know, it's it's been in the works for a while. Um, mm -hmm. And it just a quick scroll down our Twitter can really get us going. Yeah, um, over I think over the last few years we've sunk multiple hours into this. Um, so, for instance, like our off. our first tweet was December 15, 2018. Man, that feels like just yesterday. And we said, uh, "Do it a lot of work engaging with our fan base today." And mind you, we didn't even have the big following that we have today. Yeah. Then. I think we only had, you know, two, maybe three followers, two of which, of course, were ourselves. Um, the second tweet that we have um, was just uh, retweeting that first tweet. <laughs> just, just retweeting the first tweet. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole Twitter, but, you know, there's, there's some history here. Um, yeah. The original picture we had before the possum was a tub of meat that had been stabbed, or like like a, a tube of meat, which which can still be found as our uh, our cover photo. So that history is you know gone but not forgotten. Um, and, and I yeah. think I, you know on December twenty third, twenty eighteen, on and our pinned tweet, uh, I think that sums it all up. I'm here to kick ass and make friends. And I'm all done kicking ass. <laughs> yeah, there is there is uh, screenshots of us arguing about um, how to log back into the Twitter because we'd forgotten the passwords. Mm -hmm. um, 
Anyway, but good content. But I, we've been getting, we've yeah. been bringing good content. I, I think that people. it is important to note that as of the launching of this episode, um, back on January fourth of twenty nineteen, we had stopped taking applications for new new fans. Mm. However, I think that we are ready to open up the application period again. So, if you want to be a fan of the very legal, very cool podcast, all you need to do is submit the 12 page application um, on our website. All right. Well, now that we've gotten about halfway into the episode, I think it's time to stop for uh, an ad. Without <laughs> like Casper mattresses. Yeah, or something. Very legal. Very cool is endorsed by Donald Trump. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So who are you? I'm Jared. I'm uh, probably fair to say a Midwest native who's been in the Midwest for a, a long time. I make money drawing pictures and trying to get people to buy things. And uh, in my free time, I do stuff like this sometimes. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually on a pretty long social media hiatus at this point. So I'm pretty out of touch with, uh, with the youth. So I, yeah. uh, I may not be in on all the, all the cool trends that, and in jokes that, that make it mm. impossible to get through Twitter unless you spend most of your life there. Like how long of a hiatus has it been? Like, has it been enough that you're going to log on and be like, wait, what's happening in Minneapolis right now? <laughs> No, no, I got off Twitter about a week after um, the the protests in Minneapolis started. You just show up like, they burned a police station down, guys. You know that? Guys, have you seen this? <laughs> you see this? There are riots. <laughs> Josiah, have you heard about this stuff? I hear it's <laughs> happening in Des Moines. <laughs> yeah, so my name's Josiah. Uh, I'm an undergrad in college uh, studying history and philosophy. Um, it's summer right now, so I'm uh, unemployed because of COVID. So what I do for a living right now is mostly uh, smoke cigarettes in my parents' garage. Cool. Um, that's, that's it. That's, my, that's what I do. Just think, now you have a podcast to bring some semblance <laughs> of meaning to your life. Yeah, finally. <laughs> Fucking finally. Well, see, I do things, but not things that I, I think would, you know, do well in the focus group that is our audience. Because, you know, I could come in and say, yeah, so I'm Jared. I do marketing at a tech startup. I play hockey. I run a lot. And I like to do a lot of hiking and backpacking. Um, and I ride my bike. Yeah, that's not with our demographic. Right. It, it, it doesn't stand with our demographic just, at all. Our demographic is just like shit eating, like, mm -hmm. like Twitter. True leftist. scum of the earth. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I think like I can't think of anybody listening to this podcast aside from maybe one person right now who hasn't at least done shrooms. Yeah. If that kind of puts it in. Well, I, I promise Austin has not. Hmm. Oh, maybe then our whole fan base actually hasn't. Oh, nice. Hey, don't Get do drugs, kids. That's so cool. Yeah.
Uh, yeah. So as as aforementioned, this is a uh, this is a, a legal podcast. So we're going to talk about some some legal issues. Well, to be clear, this is a legal podcast in the sense that we are not breaking the law by doing yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yes, this is this is a hundred percent legal, a hundred percent above the board. There's probably going to be a, a decent amount of of libel, but that's likely not going to be very it's, it's not a le- what we're it's counting not, on. It's not illegal because they don't know our last names. Right, right. Despite the fact that, you know, your your last name is in the retweets um, from your from your God other account. It. I might, I'm, I'm just, uh, thinking about changing it eventually here. Yeah, I finally switched over to not having my picture on Twitter anymore, like mm-hmm. my picture of my face as my... Um, yeah. That's probably for the best. Also, I think it adds to my brand now that it's a it's a cyberman from like the fifties Doctor Who smoking a cigarette while he's on break. True. True. I, will... I think I like that picture a lot. I am a big fan of my Twitter picture. I'll I'll mm. say it. I'm not I'm not afraid to I'm not Is afraid to a hide dog. It. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's yeah, also yeah, my my or it was my picture on the uh, the the corporate Slack. So you could say I'm a bit of a jokester at work. Yeah, you're the you're the funny guy. <laughs> Everybody's like, "Oh, that's Jared. He's he's wild, man." Typical Jared. <laughs> Got his goofy dog picture on Slack. That means he that you know he has fun. Yeah, I'm the one that he might need like... to drink a little too much on the weekends. Oh man, he does. That. He sends uh sends like five year old memes to the group chat. <laughs> Dude, I got I got Slack Giphy on lockdown. <laughs> Fuck. All right. Well, we are uh, we're actually about at the end of our allotted time here. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's dive into the podcast. <laughs> we're, dude, we're killing it. This is the best content. All right. Well, according to our outline, we've done our introduction. We've done two really shitty intros on who we are that tell pretty much nothing um, to be cl- to be very clear both of ours were very bad um all right so we've yeah. gotten through introduction we've made yeah. it through shooting the shit yeah welcome that to come up. down right yeah. uh guys this is chapo and welcome to fresh air <laughs> okay 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 we should actually talk Welcome to 99% Invisible, the design of everyday things. I'm Roman Mars. <laughs> it's uh, it's This American Life. Um, I'm out of class. So let's one. talk about the Bible. Let's talk about the Bible and yeah. the museums where it lives. Because fundamentally what this podcast is, is a religious podcast. Well, obviously. And uh, just just for a little bit of background, um, we are both evangelical, straight laced, bootlicker Christians. That's true. Um, um, the only thing, like, like I didn't have sex before marriage. Um, the only thing I had sex with was the American flag. Mm-hmm. I actually had sex with a bald eagle before. That's dope. Yeah, you know before. The law found out that was a whole thing, but we should probably cut that bit. 
No, the only thing I hate more than liberals uh, is not fishing. You know? Yes. <laughs> I purchased an F-150. <laughs> I got a lift for it, and I mm. only drive it on the highway. So, Christianity, right? <laughs> right. And so as two very, uh, you know, dedicated evangelical Christians, we are very interested in sites that gather cultural history of our people. Things like uh, the Creation Museum that proves mm. that the Earth is less than 6,000 years old, that dinosaurs walked with people, and that space is alive. Have you, have you, and have you been to the Creation Museum before? No, but I've watched a lot. It's so dope. Videos. It's it, it like, okay, it kind of rules. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm not going to back any of the science, but you've never walked around like... A bunch of like um, wax sculptures of Adam and Eve before. <laughs> it's it's like it's an experience, man. I can't say I've I've ever done that. Just like walking into a room with giant like moving dinosaurs, and That's like like hanging out with Adam and Eve. Oh <laughs> God, it's the best. <laughs> so that sounds awesome. I would love to you know pop some psychedelics and. Uh, give that a shot but <laughs> just a whole handful of shrooms in the parking lot see where it hits dude where is it it's in the south yeah it's like in tennessee or kentucky yeah i've been there once hear me out very legal very cool live show you and me do a ton of shrooms in the parking lot of the creation <laughs> museum and do a live show as we're walking through God damn, we are Chapo. <laughs> That's just God damn it. Fuck. It's just like it's just that's our version of doing like yeah, doing acid then going to like a GOP convention. <laughs> which is what they do. Well, I think we need to we need to level it up. We just we do some meth. <laughs> we do some meth and then we fight Eve. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. But but where I'm taking this is the Bible Museum. The Bible Museum. Fuck the yeah. Bible Museum. So yeah, that that was just a bit of a rabbit trail there, but what we what we really want to get into is the muse not the Bible Museum, the Museum of the Bible in Washington oh, yeah. DC. Yes. Which I've not been to. I, I've not I feel been like there either. And frankly, I I don't mind keeping it that way. I don't know. I want to go. I want to meet really David. Sound Green. that exciting? Yeah, like, you're actually the stuff right. Stuff that happens around it is exciting, but the museum itself doesn't seem that great. So, and it's it's actually you know it's surprisingly recent. So, opened in November on November seventeenth of twenty seventeen, hmm. and currently has one thousand one hundred and fifty items in the permanent collection and two thousand items on loan, and this is not counting stuff we'll get into later <laughs> uh yeah so if we haven't like really said straight up said what we're gonna talk about today is i mean david green essentially yeah i mean like we're gonna zoom in on some specific stuff of his but david green 
the founder of Hobby Lobby and one of the main funders of the Museum of the Bible in DC. Um, that's what we're that's what we're doing today. We're talking about him. And so, David Green is the uh, the founder of the Museum of the Bible. Uh, he's on the board and got the whole project going. Also, obviously, the founder of Hobby Lobby and everything that that implies. So. So back to the Museum of the Bible. This museum, as it says, is a non-secretarian, non-political museum that doesn't proselytize or uh, maintain any connection to like an evangelical Christian outside of just showing, shooting straight and showing the history. Yeah. And just mm. the history. It's the facts um, here. While also requiring that the board of directors sign a statement of faith. But that's irrelevant. Um, That's typical business practice. Exactly. All businesses do that, especially non-secretarian, non-political businesses that do not proselytize. Oh, for sure. I remember when I worked at Subway having to sign a statement of faith, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So this museum is fun because they've got just like a, a ton of artifacts from Christianity dating back from you know Jesus to Abraham and before. And one of the their main pieces is they've got, what is it, 16 pieces of the Dead Sea Scrolls or 16 pages, except, except um, in 2018, they found that four of those pages were forgeries. And, you know, four out of 16, not too bad. Right. But in March of 2020, it came out that 16 of those pages are forgeries, which is a little less exciting. Though, to be fair, to be fair, the parchment was authentic. It was only the ink that was an issue. Okay. So you found some old ass paper Mm -hmm. and you wrote on it. Yes. (laughs) Like, and that's, and then it was like, I found it. Yeah. I found the Bible. It gets better. David Green uh, rules. Um, A little bit about David Green. And I believe, actually, that it was his son, Steve Green. Yeah, yeah. Founder, well, the, right? the Green family yeah. is their whole stick. Um, actually, I just want to read a description of, so you know who the Greens are, just from the Burwell versus Hobby Lobby store um, case, I think is probably the best way to put it, like read it. Um, is that just like sum up who these people are, uh, which was, uh, for, for reference, that's the case we're probably not going to talk about because there's plenty of writing about it. If you want to find it, uh, that was just when the Hobby Lobby decided to not cooperate with the ACA, not cooperate with Obamacare because they didn't want to pay for insurance that might be used for birth control. Oh, God. Okay. David and Barbara Green and their three children are Christians who own and operate two family businesses. 45 years ago, David Green started an arts and crafts store that has grown into a nationwide chain called Hobby Lobby. There are now 500 Hobby Lobbies. Yeah. At what point does a business stop being a family business and start being a mega corporation? That's okay. Yeah, that's that's my biggest beef. With actual, well, for one, this Supreme Court decision, but in a yeah. broader sense, just like how 
like Hobby Lobby or Chick-fil-A or those kind of organizations get talked about is they'll always be like, oh, this family business. And that gives you the image of like, you know, like it's a little mom and pop store that's just struggling to get by and not like a multi-billion dollar monolith that's just like a juggernaut going through the arts and crafts industry. Yeah. In any other case, you'd call this like an oligarchy or nepotism. (laughs) <laughs> but right well there's there's this quote from um the forbes article that they did on on david green and they're talking about the success of hobby lobby and this quote's like supposed to be a a good supporting um a good supporting quote about hobby lobby like mm. it's just fantastic unbelievable retail experience that i can't get enough of says sue turchik president of crafters home a buying group for independent arts and craft retailers I tend to want to buy independent, locally owned and operated, but Hobby Lobby steals me away from that principle every stinking oh, time. And so, is that supposed to be a vote in their favor? Yeah, that's cool, man. Right. Let's uh, let's crush local business in the mm. arts. So basically, like David Green will just get talked about in this like you know, selling pipe cleaners out of their garage mm-hmm. in like rural Oklahoma. But they're they're a huge corporation, obviously. You see them, you know it. Right. Um they have a lot they're of clothes on Sundays. So yeah, and so that's what I was gonna get to. I don't need to read this whole thing because it's so fucking long. But um basically the gist is uh so Hobby Lobby's statement of purpose commits the Greens to honoring the Lord in all they do by operating the company in a manner consistent with biblical principles. Each family member has signed a pledge to run the businesses in accordance with the family's religious beliefs and to use the family assets to support Christian ministries. In accordance with those commitments, Hobby Lobby and Mardell Stores, Mardell is uh, owned by his son, uh, Mardell Stores close on Sundays even though the Greens calculate that they lose millions in sales annually by doing so. The businesses refuse to engage in profitable transactions that facilitate or promote alcohol use, and they contribute profits to Christian missionaries and ministries. And they buy hundreds of full-page newspaper ads inviting people to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. So that's, that's kind of how they run things. You know, they, they are hardworking Christians who built this business in their garage um, and they lose so much money keeping up with biblical principle principles, like uh, I guess not being open on Sunday and making sure that you don't sell signs that say I drink wine. And that's, that's the sacrifices they make. Yeah. But these multi-billionaires are making sacrifices and that's what's that's important. So cool. She's a um, family run business. And another uh, sacrifice that at least David Green makes is running the Museum of the Bible. And I don't know, like, there's just this, I mean, I can keep yelling about this stuff so you can stop me, but there's just this whole post-Citizens United bullshit that I get so, I just, like, drives me nuts that, like, corporations are technically, like, entities, like, people now that have, like, free speech and the ability to um, you know, be registered with a political party or something like that, basically. Mm-hmm. And so like Hobby Lobby, like because of that, Hobby Lobby is able to be like Christian, like, and not, not like, I don't have anything wrong with the founders being Christian, but like an entity does not have religious views. A corporation, it doesn't have a religion. But I, I mean, 
a corporation does have a religion. Hobby Lobby has a religion. Chick-fil-A has a religion. You know, the question is, of course, more should a corporation have a no. religion? Well, yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. They absolutely yeah. should not. Yeah, but I mean, for all intents and purposes, it is uh, a Christian company. A Christian company and uh, and a significant player in moving the culture in the direction that they want it. Um, you know, any any business person interest group with large amounts of money to put towards whatever agenda, be it good or bad or Christian or atheist, you know, they are uh, a pretty significant figure there. And especially once that starts getting tangled up with politics and I don't know, something like, uh, you know, theft of ancient artifacts or something like that, you know, it (laughs) all kind of goes to hell. (laughs) Let's dive into these artifacts. Yeah, let's dive into the meat. One of my favorite stories about Hobby Lobby is that one time, starting in about 2010, they spent $1.6 million purchasing ancient artifacts from Iraq. And I think it was... No, from Israel. That's what oh, they sorry. said. <laughs> Wait, no, no, you're, 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 no, you're, no, 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 you're right. That's what they claimed initially, though. Oh, okay, right. But yeah, they, they were like, yeah, yeah, we got them from Israel. Yeah, so lied about that bit. But basically, yeah, spent a bunch of money from largely unverified sources purchasing from quote-unquote Israel, and these went into ownership of Hobby Lobby. So they had like a warehouse in, I believe, Oklahoma, um, where they just had a ton of ancient artifacts. <laughs> and in one of the best, one of my favorite named um, cases, United States of America versus approximately 450 ancient cuneiform tablets and approximately 3,000 ancient clay bully, they were ordered to pay a fine of $3 million and return over 5,500 artifacts to, to their original home. <laughs> I don't know why I find this story so funny. I just do. They, they do maintain, however, that none of those artifacts that were identified in the settlement were part of the museum's collection, oh, or okay. have they ever been, which... You know, I would tend to take with a grain of salt, but it's it's so bizarre to me that we have a business, an arts and crafts store specifically, that is illegally purchasing antiques that have been looted from an ancient undiscovered city in Iraq. Uh, I like that David Green played dumb. Oh, that's the best that's part. That's the funniest part. <laughs> So not only, you know, at the end of it, did David Green play dumb and, you know, what's the quote here? So, <laughs> you know, David Green's statement here, actually, it wasn't David, it was Stephen Green's statement here. Oh, sorry, I, we was, should be saying Steve. Steve's yeah. the guy behind the museum, yeah. Yeah, so Steve Green, um, do we need to restart the whole thing? And yep, or yep. Can you just do like a Microsoft Sam and every time we say Dave, you just, you know, throw in Steve? Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> so Steve Green um, 
who is the president of Hobby Lobby now, mm. in his statement uh, after the after the fact was, you know, started out, I knew little about the world of collecting. And this is, of course, before he invested $1.3 million in purchasing ancient art. That's always a good you. start. When you're right. like, I don't know shit about what I'm about to do, but I got a lot of money. <laughs> right, right. And well, even beyond that, they had hired... Um, a professional, a lawyer uh, who specialized in these sorts of things. And he came back and told them before they even made this purchase that um, that the improper declaration of country of origin for cultural property could lead to the seizure and forfeiture of the artifacts, which yeah. of course implies that they knew that this came from Iraq. Then they said that it came from Israel. <laughs> It's just, oh man, I, there's this shtick, the shtick that like Hobby Lobby plays and the Supreme Court bought into with the, with the uh, Burwell case. Mm -hmm. It's just that like, oh, these are like, you know, like we were saying the mom and pop, these are just some, some old good Oklahoma boys. They're just hanging out in their like mom's garage selling pipe cleaners, you know, and then they, they're family now. And they're like this. It's just a backwoods country, like, uh, you know, like, like the the stereotype of like that. Oh, I'm just a country lawyer, like that. That's how they get framed all the time, right? It was like, it even beyond me. that. It's you know, we're these, you know, we're we're these good Christian country boys, and we're gonna liberate some of the some of our biblical culture from israel <laughs> right and we're gonna bring it back to its real home in our museum in america in america oh my god <laughs> with and, and then admittedly oh. with no knowledge of what they were doing at the end of it and but like, like that's that's what blows, i can't decide whether it's that they didn't know what they were doing or that they really like did. oh they, like that's they, that's uh, i don't know because they the have whole to have known because they brought in experts they they had <laughs> They had experts talk to them about it. They knew that it was from Iraq. And what they may not have known is, you know, how to properly store and care for these things, where it actually, you know, the fact that it was a result of looting. But I have mm -hmm. to imagine it's one of those things where they either did not think or did not care about it. Yeah, I think so. And then that, like, the country boy stereotype kind of thing just helps them kind of get away with it. Oh, yeah. Because they're able to just be like, oh, I didn't know any better. I don't know about your your laws. While they're like handing money to like UAE smugglers. <laughs> the only law I care about is God's law. God's law. <laughs> and God's law is letting me pay off these smugglers. And God's law is telling me that I need these goddamn tax records from ancient <laughs> Iraq. Yeah, like so like one of the one of the things they stole was um they purchased was a Gilgamesh dream tablet containing parts of the Epic of Gilgamesh, which was discovered in Iraq in 1853. Uh-huh. Oh God. Yeah. So then they, they sold it to Hobby Lobby for $1.6 million. Um, and the auction house lied about how the artifact entered the market, claiming it had been on the market in the United States for decades. Um, and so like the federal authorities found it finally in 2019 and just seized it. But oh my god, they've they've got this history of doing this stuff too. Oh oh yeah. oh, and the the miniature Bible, uh, that's my favorite like faked thing. 
The miniature Bible? That the that the NASA astronaut purported to Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is just so like uh, I have to imagine that this would be pretty easy to verify, right? You know, a lot of these astronauts are still alive. And so one one of the things that they that the museum removed, the Museum of the Bible had to remo- remove was a miniature Bible that they claimed a NASA astronaut had carried to the moon. And I I don't know how that happened. Like, were they on eBay? And it's like, oh, it's Buzz Aldrin's Bible. <laughs> and it's like, okay, that that's good enough for me. I like the the thing that's funny is I don't even if the authenticity of that is so easy to just question because like I could go down to my nearest bookstore, mm-hmm. buy like a two dollar New Testament, mm-hmm. and then like run it through the washer. And then I could be like, see, it was in space. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> and it's like on top of this, they're, you know, through all of this in uh, Israeli authorities, you know, they, they found evidence between green and Israeli licensed antique de- dealers accused of money laundering and later arrested for tax evasion. <laughs> and so it's just all these CD sources that they're buying all of this off of. And like, it can't be ignorance that they're going through. And it's like, oh, you know, this, this guy, he's probably a criminal, but. If, if I had no morality, mm-hmm. it is like, I just like became a nihilist. So I was like, I'm just going to try to be like the most evil person in the world. Like what I would do is just become like a fake smuggler. Like I'd just walk up in a big trench coat to like Chick-fil-A or those kind of corporations and then point, like pull out like a rock and be like, this is actually a like chunk of uh, the, the original temple of Jerusalem. And if you give me a million dollars, I'll give it to you. Wasn't that like, that was like a whole thing in the Middle Ages, right? Where yeah, they would. I'm, I'm blanking on what they. Well, if you buy Protestant, them, but it was if you buy Protestant propaganda, it's it fair. is actually it's a good it's a bit trick because like it's all Protestant sources that claim that when they opened the box, it was actually like a dead chicken rather than the bones of uh, whatever saint. Um, well, so yeah. it is a it is a little <laughs> iffy, I will say. Because my like Catholic friends will get on me if I try to make that claim. Fair enough. Fair enough. We can cut that part. No, I will keep it in. <laughs> We're gonna have to cut a lot of parts just to <laughs> see. No, this is the mistake you've made by letting me edit. Oh god. <laughs> I love the shitty stuff so much. I love just the worst content. Good God. Well, that is on brand. It, it is. That's kind of the point. We need, we need just us saying factually, factually incorrect things. <laughs> and then we should, you know, we should really get a habit of doubling down, even when we've said things that are verifiably false. <laughs> and just, you know, you make your own reality, right? Right. And when you're a big media icon like we will be within the next few days here Mm. that really is sometimes the reality for people 
you know, you make your own reality and sometimes you can make it for others if you've got a loud enough voice. Welcome to Very Legal, Very Cool, an advice show for the post-truth era. <laughs> Uh, I also want to throw out there, it's not like, it's really not on, on topic, but we got to, like, Hobby Lobby's great, because um, they just, okay, if you go to the Wikipedia page for Hobby Lobby, there is a, uh, a, a paragraph and two sentences on the history of Hobby Lobby, and then there is one, two, three, four sections on various controversies. <laughs> Oh man! Oh, they've been updated with uh, with the reaction to the coronavirus. Yep, so that's bad too. They uh, proudly did not close, and then they COVID. proudly furloughed nearly all of their employees without pay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the Christian thing to do. Right, right. The company that is you know lauded for being above the minimum wage and treating their employees well. <laughs> So might not one, be doing that. The one thing I wanted to throw out there is so in September 2013, <laughs> a shopper uh, went to a store employee. Uh, he was Jewish. He's like, hey, like, do you have any merchandise for like Hanukkah or like Jewish holidays, you know? And the employee was like, no, we do not carry like merchandise for Jewish holidays because we don't cater to you people. I, I think that it's it's fair as a blanket statement that if you ever say or refer to another group of people as you people, you might be racist. A little bit. There's like I feel like Hobby Lobby figures out how to do both of the main types of right wing um, anti-Semitism mm -hmm. at the same time, and usually you can't pull it off, and so that's dope that they can do it's that. It's pretty impressive, right? Uh, which is the one is just to be a straight up like. Ah, the Jews like hate them. Kind. The other, right. is, the other type of anti-Semitism is really just putting Jews on this pedestal because, well, they're the you know they're the father of Christianity, you know, um, which most Jews, at least I know, don't love that at all uh, because then you're just sense. like you're just interpreting Judaism through the lens of Christianity. Right. Um, right. And so then the, the Museum of the Bible does that a lot. Like they just have a restaurant called Mana uh, that just like is just all kosher food. <laughs> just to, you know, uh, say sorry about the whole Hobby Lobby thing. Right, right. <laughs> well, I think that I think that this is a, a good place to to kind of close up our, our, our yeah, Hobby yeah. Lobby conversation. Uh, <laughs> you know, we've we've worked through the the Bible, through the greens through their uh, smuggling and looting and uh, the uh, United States versus approximately 450 ancient cuneiform tablets and approximately 3,000 ancient clay bully. bully. Blah. And uh, even, you know, fit the Jews in there. So <laughs> killing it, guys. So it's doing good, great. Doing real company. great here. I, yeah. I feel like we'll have to do an emergency episode at some point because I'm just betting that in a year or two, Hobby Lobby is going to have some other scandal that we're going to have to. Because oh, we'll we have to do some follow-up. Yeah, yeah, we'll certainly have to do some follow-up. In fact, I kind of wish that we had uh, dove into the coronavirus stuff a little bit. As yeah, well. that's that's some some peak irony right there. We we talked a little bit about it, but I, I feel like we need some sort of closing bit, right? Like. <laughs> 
you know, we had our intro, we shot the shit for a little, we talked about things in the middle and uh, we need something nice at the end to, to really tie things together. Mm. Okay. If you are at any BLM protests in the next, you know, few weeks and, you know, you realize that it's, it's, it's going the direction of a riot and you, you want to loot a company. Mm-hmm. May I suggest Hobby Lobby? <laughs> <laughs> this is how we get banned from Twitter for inciting violence. Um, I'm not saying you should do that. I'm saying if if something's gonna get looted, look if you if you gotta loot, <laughs> you gotta do it. Then you know maybe maybe get considering some, get some pipe cleaners, get a live right. laugh love poster. You know, yeah. Josiah, you want to tell uh, tell all of our listeners today what kind of perks they'll get on our Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so I got this Bible that's been to the moon. Um, I'll give you that if you subscribe to our Patreon. Um, I have some Dead Sea Scrolls. <laughs> So we really value our listeners. We're we're really glad that you guys are listening in. We hope you enjoy the show as much as we do. Um, and you know, to make this, sh- th- there are costs involved with making a show like this, and to make this possible, to ensure that we are able to keep putting out, consistently putting out the content that you love, we're asking for a small amount—a dollar, fifty cents, less than a cup of coffee—for our Patreon account. If you subscribe to our Patreon account, we have uh, a certain amount of perks. One being we're doing a raffle for a Gideon Bible that has been on the moon. And for any monthly reoccurring donations of $5 or more, we will every day for a month call you a piece of shit on Twitter. (laughs) Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Are we going to actually make the Patreon now? Of course we're going to make a Patreon. Are you kidding me? Yes. Um, is there a final segment that you came up with? I, I think it would be really funny to offer really ridiculous things for Patreon and just like stream of conscious do do a bit there, like just really shameless self promotion. I think it would be really fun to just make up comm- like just improv commercials. I think so too. I, I kind of love the idea of accidentally getting in some legal trouble because somebody sues us for saying that the Bible was on the moon. <laughs> Fully aware we just did like a whole bit about that. We'll have a we'll have a certificate of authenticity. But the trick is there won't be a certificate of authenticity for the certificate of authenticity. And see, that's that's how we. That's go. where they get you. That's where we. Get oh shit! You. We did that on air. Fuck. Shit. <laughs> well, I gotta edit it in now. God damn it! So, if it said I edited it in, that's that's <laughs> my policy. So Josiah, what what project what product are we shilling today on the show? Uh, I have some Dead Sea Scrolls. Um, Not only do we have some Dead Sea Scrolls, we have some of the finest Dead Sea Scrolls that have ever made it out of the Middle East and into a uh, 
into know, the hands of some wealthy white dude. Yes, yes. <laughs> there is no Christian Bible museum in the country that has a collection of authentic and very real and not just old leather and modern ink mm. Dead Sea Scroll fragments as we have rotting away in our show storeroom. Like we got so many Dead Sea Scrolls, we don't know what to do with them. That's why we're we trying to get them out. We are overstocked on Dead Sea Scrolls, and we Dead are sea running scrolls. a fire sale. Fuck! And if for you're... every sale that we don't make, we will be setting one on fire. I got, I got Dead Sea Scrolls coming out the nose. So we're selling regular Dead Sea Scrolls, and if you're in a legal state, I got uh, blunts wrapped in Dead Sea Scroll um, that you can have if you subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> That's Dead Sea Scrolls. Dot deadseascroll.com for more Dead Sea Scrolls. <laughs> See our Twitter page and we'll uh, we'll link you to the Patreon where you can give us some money and then we'll we'll get you those Dead Sea Scrolls. When, once you're on Twitter quite a bit again, um, but I'm not going to do it now because I don't want to think about it. We should do, like when we were first doing the podcast, we were talking about making um, a segment of like uh the worst tweet we've read yes in the previous week i think that's a good idea i I like that idea i mean unless you have one that that you can think of off the top of your head i i don't have one that i can think of off the top of my head unfortunately oh i mean uh i mean this isn't quite on brand but in um twitter news graham uh linham i think that's how you say his name got banned from twitter that's pretty I, funny to me. I don't know. Who it's that a is. he's the writer from the IT crowd that is oh. like a huge turf. Oh. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> so then, oh god, I gotta see if I can find this now. This is actually really funny because I I forgot about this. Shit, shit, shit. Where is it? Ah, it wasn't a retweet, so I'd have to dig deep. But he tried to post on Mumsnet, which is like turf forum, being okay. like, "Man, I got I got banned. They got me." Um. And everybody went, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> and then some of them are like, wait a second. This is a feminist page and you're a dude posting in it. So he just got turfed. Nice. <laughs> it was, that was beautiful. Nice. Well, that's, that's some good uplifting news to, that's to close the show that, out on. I think we've got, we've got some quality segments here. Um, let's, let's jump into that last bit that we talked about. Uh, any plugs, endorsements, um, paid sponsorships, or lobbying sorts of activities that we would like to, uh, like to bring to our, our listeners before we close out. Uh, you know what? You know, I was, uh, I'm going to plug uh, this band that not, not many people have heard of, uh, The Pogues. I've been listening to a lot of The Pogues lately, so I like The Pogues. Um, I, I just started watching the, uh, the Netflix original series, The Midnight Gospel, mm. and I think that is very good if you want a bizarre sort of talk show but also animated adventure kind of deal um i would recommend it i yeah i i can plug i got um, a netflix show i've been watching um uh, twin peaks if you haven't heard of that no um, tell me more <laughs> well i've only watched the first episode uh right it's kind of like about this... laura palmer 
Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Oh, okay. So that's pretty much all there is. <laughs> it's Twin Peaks. Um, oh, I got a real plug that isn't me plugging uh, 80s uh, Irish bands and, or, um, and you know, a TV or show that's been around for several decades. Uh, is um, <laughs> We should probably plug Idle, uh, Idle Curiosities. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I assume it's good. I know that yeah. Seth is good. I like Seth. Um, yeah. So I assume that the things that he does is also good, though I've not listened to it. Um, it it's like a much. It's it's like they do something kind of they like they do kind of something similar like to us, where it's just like wandering around the internet uh, talking about it. But it's like um, they load up the last their like Google search history and pick out like four things each or whatever, and so then they they have to explain like what the what they were looking into and then talk about it. So it's a fun time. Sweet. Well, maybe uh, maybe we'll be able to get one of them on the show here soon and really show them what competitive pro- well, podcasting a, a, can be. A real podcast. Is yeah. Like... They think that they can just log onto the internet and take our shit, jump into our listener base for the yeah. very specific niche of two white guys <laughs> talking about things they found on the internet. Then they get another thing coming. That's our turf. Yeah. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Very Legal, Very Cool. The first uh, legal podcast <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> also, we're very cool. Um, yeah. You can follow us at Be Legal, Be Cool Pod at twitter.com um, and subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, the, the theme music is probably a garage band loop that I found. Mm-hmm. We haven't figured it out yet. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, we're done. This is done. <laughs> 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 we, we have to be done. <laughs>